Welcome to Sharp Waves, a podcast from the International League Against Epilepsy. Our episodes cover epilepsy research, clinical care, career development, and issues in diagnosis and treatment from around the globe. Someone who has persistent seizures that last more than 24 hours, despite treatment, is in super refractory status epilepticus. The condition is rare, but often results in death or disability. Bringing someone out of status usually includes treatment with anti-seizure medications and anesthetics, but other therapies are beginning to gain attention, and one of those is the ketogenic diet. A recent paper in Neurology Clinical Practice offers practical considerations for the use of the ketogenic diet in patients with super-refractory status epilepticus. ILAE spoke with two of the paper's authors, dietitian Neha Kaul and epileptologist Joshua Lang. So I'm Neha Kaul, senior dietitian at the Alfred Hospital and researcher in the Central Clinical School Department of Neurosciences at Monash University. So the reason the paper came about is we are seeing an increase in the number of centres using ketogenic diet as a treatment for adults in super refractory status epilepticus. And I think as a community of dietitians, intensivists, neurologists, we have been communicating with each other to try and find uh, advice to guide the, the treatment. So the first publication looking at the use of ketogenic diet to treat super refractory status dates back to 2008. And since then, there's been about a dozen publications using the diet to treat adults specifically. Um, These studies are mainly small in nature and retrospective. They're not controlled for other treatments that patients may receive. However, in saying that, a lot of the studies don't show any um, major harm to the patients when the diet was administered. And in majority of the patients, the status resolved within about a week of starting the diet. When we pulled the data, looking at all the cases that have been reported, 41 out of 47 patients responded to the diet. So I think that's a very um, convincing number. However, we do need to think about the level of evidence and, and having more controlled studies to really determine um, how, the, how effective the diet is. Joshua Lang is a neurologist and epileptologist from the Alfred Hospital and Peninsula Health in Melbourne, Australia. In, in the, um, the field of refractory and super refractory uh, status epilepticus, we don't have um, very high level evidence for any therapies. Um, so once, once we um, have a patient who has failed um, the first round of anesthetic treatment and, and upon awakening is still in uh, status epilepticus, then this is the stage that we consider that the patient is in super refractory status epilepticus and then we start to think about alternative therapies at this point. And I think in terms of patient selection, um, we think of other contributing factors that we may expect the patient to have a, a more prolonged course in hospital. So patients that have acute neurological insults such as autoimmune encephalitis or a cerebral infection or a traumatic brain injury 
Um, these are the sorts of patients that we know and expect will have pretty resistant seizures and that we may need to turn to other therapies, not just anticonvulsants or anti-seizure medications to be able to control the status. Um, so it's really at that point where we think about the, the, the ketogenic diet and that um, asking our neurodietitians to help us out with arranging this and, and really monitoring this over time. Are there advantages to the ketogenic diet in this situation versus another anti-seizure medication? With successive medications and anesthetics, um, what the, the common property of all those medications are sedation. And um, the benefit of the ketogenic diet is it's non-sedative. And, and to have a treatment that is non-sedative when you're, when you're aiming to wake a patient up out of anesthetic um, and having the confidence that therapy can continue whilst you're waking up the patient is also quite reassuring. Are there patients who should not be receiving the ketogenic diet for super refractory status? The main contraindications for ketogenic diet are metabolic disorders, so any disorders relating to impaired fatty acid oxidation is the key one. Any diets that require patients to have a high carbohydrate intake as well would be a contraindication. Um, looking at the medications, the first thing to consider is the use of propofol. So propofol is a commonly used anaesthetic agent to treat status epilepticus. However, when it's used in conjunction with the ketogenic diet, it can increase the risk of propofol syndrome, which can be fatal. It does take a team approach. So it's a commitment to the treatment from the neurologist, the dietitian, and the intensive care unit working together to make sure that the diet is administered correctly and safely. So usually it will start with the neurologist deciding that ketogenic diet is the next treatment that should be started and this will be discussed with the intensive care team and the dietitian. The dietitian will screen the patient for any contraindications or concerns as to whether the patient should or shouldn't proceed to starting the diet. The dietitian will then make a, a ketogenic diet prescription based on the patient's needs and then communicate this back with the intensive care unit team, making sure that the doctors, nurses and the pharmacists have all been involved in reviewing the treatment plan. Then the next step is monitoring. So we'll have the uh, again, the neurologists and the ICU team and the dietitian all reviewing the aspects of the diet and other treatments to make sure that the diet's being administered correctly and it's achieving a therapeutic level as quickly as possible. It can take between 24 to 48 hours for the diet to become into a therapeutic range. So we need to be carefully monitoring the clinical situation reviewing the tolerance of the diet and reviewing the concurrent treatments that the patient's also receiving. In our centre, usually we'll reassess at that two-week mark to see whether the patient is improving or not. We'll be consulting with the neurologist as well around um, how the patient is progressing. Um, if we think the patient has responded, then we'll aim to continue the diet for as long as possible. Um, even after the patient's recovered, we may switch them onto an oral version of the diet, such as ketogenic diet or modified Atkins diet. 
But if the patient is um, having complications or side effects of the diet, or we may choose to, to stop the diet earlier. The ketogenic diet itself has been around for a century, right? But it's not the most accepted um, means of treatment for epilepsy. Are you climbing the same hill with uh, status epilepticus where you kind of have to convince people that it's, it's an option or are there other um, logistical issues or, you know, what are the challenges from, from each of your points of view? Yeah, I'll, I'll just start off briefly. I, I think from, a, from an epilepsy perspective, once we get to um, a situation of super refractory status epilepticus, that we know that successive anti-seizure medications are not really that effective. And, and again, usually um, a lot of the conditions that these patients have concurrently quite often are inflammatory conditions um, and also the theory of non-convulsive seizures um, being related to uh, a metabolic crisis within, within the brain as well, that um, these kind of concurrent um, ailments that the patient may have, we, we believe that the ketogenic may also help to treat at the same time. Um, so from, from our perspective, um, further successive anti-seizure medications, there's not a lot of evidence for, and it's really using the ketogenic diet also as an adjunctive for as, a, as, a, as a, an anti-inflammatory tri- type treatment too. And, and I guess um, in terms of making the decision, I think we're, we're very lucky to have um, a very a large and inexperienced team and, and headed with Neha, who, who does a lot of research with the ketogenic diet that we feel quite comfortable to do so. Um, but I, I guess we have that um, comfort from our experience so far, and that's really what we're hoping to aim with this paper is to help educate others um, that it is a safe and, and, and can be quite an effective treatment. Um, I think it does come down to the confidence of the team in administering the diet and knowing what the side effects are to look out for, how to adjust the diet prescription, how to review all the medications. Um, It does take a bit of practice. So there is a big learning curve in the beginning, I think back to the first couple of patients that we treated and then and now we feel much more comfortable and more people have been involved in um, developing this paper but also our own local guideline. And we're probably more likely to start the diet much earlier in the treatment course, which is, I think, something important also to consider. So it's not the last treatment option that we should be considering. We're now thinking about it much earlier in the patient's treatment course. We're very happy to be contacted as well uh, for advice on these patients. So um, we regularly provide advice to other the centres, both for epilepsy management, but specifically for ketogenic diet management. So I would encourage intensivists, neurologists, dietitians to contact other centres that are more familiar with using the diet if they need advice. See this episode's show notes for contact information for Neha Call, as well as more information about ketogenic diet and a link to the article. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Sharpwaves. Our content is meant for informational purposes only and not as medical or clinical advice. The International League Against Epilepsy is the world's preeminent association of health professionals and scientists working toward a world where no person's life is limited by epilepsy. 
Find more Sharp Waves episodes wherever you get your podcasts or at ilae.org.